Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we're playing Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, and today we're chatting with my friend Colleen Law. I met her in the 48 Days Eagles group that I'm a part of. That's Dan Miller's group, and it's an awesome group for helping people figure out um, just which direction to take in their business and how to grow their business. And there's people from all over in there doing all different things, different types of businesses, but Colleen is unique. She has four different things going on. She is a professor at Liberty University. She's a tutor. She has a business where she helps people uh, with their dissertations, a coaching business. And she also, this is the one that just blew my mind. She builds Legos as a business. So she'll uh, build houses, uh, build buildings for people. She gets um, it's like commission work, like an artist where people ask her to, can you build this for me? She makes a lot of money doing this. This is so super cool. And so if you have any uh, I really think there's about anything you could do, turn it into a business and calling is proof. And one time we had a guy on that took his love of paper airplanes and turned it into a business. And this is similar to me where she said, this is something that she just loves to do. It doesn't even feel like work. And so I took a lot of notes in this episode because just so many really good things that she talked about. She said, just, um, you know, how to mar- narrow down all the different things that you have going on that you want to turn into a business, all your different interests, your skill sets. Like, how do you decide? We talk about that, how to narrow it down to the, to the right thing for you or how you, maybe you can do several different things like she is. Normally we say, you know, you need to focus and, you know, just follow that one path. And now with Colleen, she's got four things that she really loves to do and, and how she balances that. We talk about how she balances that in her calendar and makes it all happen. Talk about how she breaks things down and just does the next right step. And how she just figures out, you know, what, uh, what does she want to do? How, how am I going to get there? And what is each step? And can she do each step? Then she just takes action. So you're going to love this episode. Uh, her, she's just so um, inspiring with everything that she's got going on and how she started. We just have a fun conversation. And I asked her, like, how would you start over if you had to start all over from ground zero? Um, what would you do to get your businesses going? We talk about that. And that was a fun uh, conversation there. But this is just a really fun episode. I loved it. Can't wait to have her back. Here's my interview with Colleen. Colleen, welcome to Streams of Income. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. So guys, Colleen is a friend of mine from the 48 Days Eagles group, and I uh, volunteer there and do what they call office hours. And I get an opportunity to uh, just, it's like, it's just a Zoom meeting where a bunch of people from dance community pop on and we'll just have conversations about their businesses and Colleen is one that comes on every single time I do that. And I'm just fascinated by everything she has going on and she'll get into that. Um, But uh, Colleen, tell me your story, how you got started doing what you're doing. Oh, wow. Well, I guess it all, it all started in in grad school, you know, Um, uh, I was writing my, trying to write my dissertation. Okay. And uh, it got to the point at the time I was married and had kids and I actually, the tragedy struck and my family was killed. Oh my God. And uh, I actually left grad school for a while after that because I just couldn't handle How it. How long ago was that? That was 16 years ago. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. I did not know that. Oh yeah. man. So, oh um, wow. yeah, yeah. So, um, 
I, I mean, when, it, when it came time to go back to grad school, yeah. um, all of my advisors and all the professors who knew me had left yeah. or had died or mm-hmm. were no longer there. Mm-hmm. And so I had to start over with a, a professor who did not know me and yeah. that kind of thing. And so I was doing my dissertation and several things happened mm-hmm. along the way that had me starting over, starting and stopping, starting and stopping, starting and stopping. Mm-hmm. And I finally was able to connect with a professor who was willing to take a chance on me, mm-hmm. you know, who didn't know me, who I did not know. Yeah. And at the time I was about 1600 miles from my school. Wow. I was writing a dissertation without all of the support that you normally get. Oh, what was your major? Uh, it was social policy with a specialization okay. in mental health policy. Okay. 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 So anyway, um, I <clears throat> was lucky to find this professor. She was wonderful. And I was able to write my dissertation and finish it the last year of eligibility I had. Wow. Which was the 14th year. Wow. Right. So I finished that. And sort of at that time, I thought, well, geez, I had so many difficulties. I could help somebody who has similar difficulties. Yeah. But it just didn't gel at that point in time. But that's the first time it came into my mind. Yeah. Yeah. What was your goal with the, after writing the dissertation? Was it to get a, a regular job or what were you? Um, obviously, you just wanted to graduate, right? That was the first. That was the first part. Okay. Okay. What did you, what was your plans after that? My plan was to get a job in uh, research. Okay. Okay. And do a whole bunch of research in mental health okay. with trauma and that kind of thing. Yeah. And the funny thing is, not funny, funny, but... <laughs> Um, when I got out of school, I couldn't get a job as a you know professor who does research. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, it was because I didn't have all the teaching assistantships mm. that people who were going into teaching would have had. Yeah. I had all the research ones. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, I decided to take a job as a tutor okay. for a national organization. Uh-huh. And I realized I love teaching. Oh, that's so cool. Well, how Which old were the people, the students you were teaching? I was teaching anywhere from age seven through grad school. Wow, that's a range. <laughs> yeah, I was teaching at the time how to take standardized tests. Okay. Okay, that was my specialty at the time. Yeah. You know, so I was just, you know, I was all over the place with a lot of different ages and it yeah. was just great. Was this in person, in person tutoring? In-person tutoring, okay. yes. Yeah. And so, I, but I found out I love teaching, uh-huh. which is really funny because all the way back into my family history, uh-huh. every generation, there are teachers. Okay. <laughs> okay. But it never occurred to me to be a teacher. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, um, I actually found out I love teaching and so decided to apply to be a teacher. Uh-huh. And I found a job at the university that I currently teach at. Okay. And uh, sort of it's sort of history from there as far as that job is concerned. Wow. Where is that at? What teacher? Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Oh, wow. Okay. And so you live in Tennessee, so you must do it virtually then? Yes, virtually. Okay. 
Wow. I was actually visited that university when I was looking for colleges I from Indiana. And so oh. I knew like, wow, that's kind of far, but it's a really cool school. And I, I, so I visited with my mom and I loved it, but ultimately decided to stick close to home. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. What, what's your, uh, what are you teaching? I teach health policy, okay. uh, you know, public health basically. Yeah. And I okay. teach it to both undergraduates and graduates. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. No. And then, all right. So how long have you been doing that with Liberty? Uh, I'm going into my 10th year now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's um, cool. And that's right in line with what your dissertation was about, right? That mm-hmm. topic. Okay. It is. And for those that, I mean, I've never done a dissertation. That's essentially a book, right? <laughs> yeah, essentially, yes. <laughs> does that get published anywhere? Like, does that, you're able to yes. publish that? Okay. Uh, it gets published depending on how you follow through with it. Okay. It's published in a central web repository, and then you can publish it, pieces of it in magazine and organizational journals and that kind of thing. And you keep the rights to it. It's yours. You get to yep. do it with it, what you want. Interesting. Yep. Okay. All right. So you're doing that. How'd you get into entrepreneurship and starting your own businesses? Well, actually that started when, um, uh, one of my, my church decided to do the 48 days to the work you love seminar. Okay. Yep. I took that seminar and I was like, oh, wow, I just sort of blew my mind. Yes. You know, and at the time I was thinking, okay, well, I could turn my Lego stuff because I build Lego houses for people. So I said I could turn my Lego stuff into a business. Yeah. Was that just a hobby at the time? It, well, it was a hobby, but it was a paid hobby. Yeah. You yeah, know, talk, because, I, that's that's when when you told me about that on one of our calls, I was like, "That's amazing! I love that! I play Legos with my son." But to get paid <laughs> to do that, that sounds really really cool. Tell me about how how did you get started in that? Uh, actually, it was started when my when we were I was quite young. Um, my brothers are thirteen and fifteen years younger than me. Okay, and so to connect with them, I was trying to find something I could do with them. Yeah, that we all liked. Yeah. And it turned out to be Legos. Yes. So my parents would, you know, come in the house and it was all quiet. And they're like, wait a minute, we have three kids. Why is it quiet? (laughs) (laughs) We're all upstairs playing Legos. They're building cars and trucks and airplanes and rocket ships. And I'm building houses. Wow. My goodness. So how was that? How'd you come about that first client? Like, how did that even come about where that somebody paid you to create a house for them? Well, it was funny because it was actually, I had built my grandmother's house. Okay. Because I love that house. Yeah. She passed away. She passed away 14 years ago. Mm. Um, but I built that house and then some, uh, I was actually a delivery person came to my door and was dropping off a delivery Okay. and saw the Lego house. And from there came my first client. He was like, you got to do this for me. <laughs> you know. Awesome. So. Wow. Does it look, um, do you have pictures or a place online people can go and look at your work on that? Uh, it's actually being developed okay. as we speak. Cause I'd love to share that. It'd be so cool. How, I mean, I know it sounds like you're really, really good at people are paying you um, with Legos. How accurate were you able to get it to your grandmother's house? Oh, with my grandmother's house. Very accurate. In okay. fact, um, I did both the inside and the outside of her house. What? So I actually built the little furniture, the old time furniture, the old radio. Wait, wait, wait. Everything. How did you do that with Legos? Like you had to, 
did you just have to go out and get like individual pieces? You had to go look for, I mean, literally, how did you, cause there's not, there's not a set called your grandmother's house that you can go. Buy. No. <laughs> so. I had to get individual pieces and use my imagination and pictures. Wow. Put them together. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Can I ask how much that guy paid you and maybe, maybe in what you're getting, what you get paid now to do that? Well, the first house I did, which for him was fourteen hundred dollars. Whoa, that's awesome! I just got paid ten thousand dollars about seven months ago to build a saloon yeah. for a gentleman who has a huge train set in his basement. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> How big was that saloon? Uh, it was about six feet high. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> How long did that take you to do? That took me uh, about four months and a few days. Wow. Cause I had to go and do research yeah. on what saloons looked like back then. And unfortunately, most of the research on the internet are old time saloons that have been updated. Okay. To be, you know, mm-hmm. uh, tourist traps and that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You know, so it took a while to actually find what a saloon looked like inside. <laughs> Wow. So that's hours and hours and hours. That's why you got paid yeah. so much. Wow. Yep. That's incredible. That is so cool. How many different, how, how many projects like that have you done for houses and saloons and just how many different clients have you had with that? In the past 10 years, I've had 493 builds. Whoa. Yeah. And that's saloons, businesses, etc. And then actually just recently, uh, a friend of mine and I, and he's one of the people that I started building things with mm-hmm. lives in Canada. We just built a office park for a new business. Okay. In Canada. No way. Yeah. Is this all word of mouth. Most of it's word of mouth. Yeah, because yes. You said you don't, you're just working on your website. You've been doing this 10 years. You don't even have a website. That's awesome. So guys, you don't need a website. Just start doing stuff. Just people will find out about it and word will get around. Oh, that's yes. incredible. Wow. So you don't even have to, do you do any marketing with that? Do you like, or do people just come to you and you just got so much going, so many jobs? Well, people come to me um, yeah. and actually it's gotten a lot busier because that saloon was built for a gentleman and who was on the side of the of Highway 65. Okay. Changing a tire and he got hit. Uh-huh. And the person that hit him went, just didn't stop. Oh my gosh. And so he was in the hospital for like six months. Well, his parents came for, up from Florida. And um, once I, once I finished the saloon, they put it in his hospital room. Oh, so everybody saw it. So everybody, kind of all the nurses, the doctors, the specialists, wow. everyone. And so now I've got people calling me and they put, they put a little note on there. That's incredible. Who it was built by and how to contact me. Wow. Wow. Oh my goodness. That's incredible. So I am actually booked up through um, 2023 (laughs) to build Lego houses. Do you, um, can you scale that? Like, um, you know, you said you have a friend that's helping you in Canada. Mm -hmm. So he's doing the same thing. Like you're, you're getting the jobs and just say, Hey buddy, you, you build this one and I'll build this one over here. Exactly. Okay. Wow. How do, would you, if you wanted to grow more, um, how do you, would, do you want to, I mean, you're going to look for more people that can build that. I mean, does it probably takes a very special person to be able to do that? 
It does. You have to be very detail oriented and very patient. Yeah. <laughs> and it has to be something we both, my, my friend in Canada and I, um, we both just love building Legos freely. Yeah. You know, it doesn't even feel like work hours. for you. <laughs> yeah. We can sit for hours and, and, and do it and yeah. nothing bothers us. You yeah. Know? That's so cool. Can you put a podcast episode on in the background while you're doing that? Or do you need to concentrate on what you're doing? Oh no, I can listen, podcasts, music, <laughs> everything. That's awesome. Yeah. This is why I wanted to, I mean, I know you've got other things going on beside this. And I want to get into that, but this just fascinates me like crazy that you took your love of Legos and turned it into a business. Um, man, that's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's really a lot of fun. Yeah. Jeez. All right. So tell me what else you got going on besides that. Cause I know what you got more, you're doing uh, more with dissertations. Than- yes. Well, yeah. at, when I went through the 48 days, um, to the 48 days to the work you love uh-huh. seminar, I went in trying with the intention of turning the Legos into the business. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Although it was really a business already. Yeah. But then I realized, wait a minute, I can help people who are writing their dissertations yeah you know and i can be a coach for them yeah do you know how that what that moment was or what turned that light bulb on in your head that you made made you realize that um i can't remember the exact moment Mm -hmm. but it was you know at a, a point like four weeks into the the seminar when we really just sort of identified what our specialties are our not our likes our dislikes etc yeah. etc et yeah you know um and so then i decided okay it's time to do something about it and i saw dan miller on a seminar mm-hmm. and i watched the seminar and in that seminar i just said okay it's time yeah and i at, by the end of the seminar i was already signed up for 48 days eagles okay yeah. you know Mm-hmm. And uh, I went into the Eagles knowing that I wanted to learn everything I could learn so that I could build the business. Yes. So I took advantage of everything the Eagles has to offer, which is like enormous. <laughs> the library. Yes. And then I decided I was going to get certified as a coach. Mm-hmm. And I went through the coaching mastery program. Okay. Yeah, me too. Okay. And you, you mean, you know what that's like. I mean, Ew. it's just, it's, you learn so much Yeah. and it's very helpful and it builds your confidence. Yeah. And so from that point on, I decided, you know, starting with coaching mastery, we have to start teach coaching. Mm-hmm. And so I was already doing some tutoring in that area. Mm-hmm. So I moved over into coaching and uh, it's been pretty good ever since i mean i had a lull at one point mm-hmm. uh, i started out doing master's theses and doctoral dissertations okay and when i had that lull a friend of mine told me niche down further so i said okay i'm just doing dissertations in these four areas and mm-hmm. that's what i i decided to do yes and i have i have a waiting list now wow um for the rest of the year. Oh my goodness. What does that coaching look like uh, practically like a session, a number of sessions and is it on zoom and all that? Uh, it's on zoom uh-huh. and the number of sessions varies by the type of coaching that you've asked for. I have both 
individual coaching and group coaching. Okay. And I have uh, packages within each of those. Perfect. Most people choose six month coaching. Okay. Individual or group? In a group. Yes. They do the group. Yes. Okay. Um, And usually what it looks like is every week there is a group session Mm-hmm. And then they have every two weeks, they have one session with me alone. Okay. And then they, they also have access to me throughout that whole time. That's awesome. So. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. How'd you get that first client? First client, actually, she had asked me, I was tutoring her. And she had asked me if there was a more in-depth level that uh-huh. we could go to because uh-huh. she really wanted to finish her dissertation. Yeah. Quickly. I said, well, there is, I, I have my own business. I said, I coach. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, <laughs> you know. And so luckily the tutoring service I work for, I still work for them. Right now and you do? I Right now I do. Oh, wow. So you're, okay. So you're a professor for Liberty University. You're a tutor at that company. You're a Lego creator and you have a dissertation thesis coaching business. Yes. Anything else? <laughs> no, that's it. Four things. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. So um, luckily the tutoring service had, you know, allows people to tell people about other businesses and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and I, she just moved over from my tutoring student to my coaching student. Wow. That's awesome. So she was my first. Yeah. And so you help people get their theses and their dissertations written. Well, just the dissertations now. Oh, just, just okay. So you folk written this down. Okay. Yeah. Did you find, was it, um, you th- feel like people start broad and they niche down as they go? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I found too. And once yeah. you niche down, you find your, your audience and it becomes kind of easier because then you can like, you know, who you're focused on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Did that, how, how did that help your business when you were able to, you know, like, this is who I'm focused on right here. Well, once I niched down to just dissertation students, um, in two weeks, I doubled my income. No way. And I tripled the number of students I had. Wow. Why do you think that is? Like what, pra- what logistically or practically happened besides you just deciding in your head, I'm going to niche down and just focus on dissertations? Well, you know, everyone I talked to, so what, the way I started the coaching business was that because I didn't know any other way to do it, mm-hmm. was I was calling retention officers at colleges and universities mm-hmm. and talking to them. Okay. And they would then recommend students to me. Oh, wow. Okay. You were just making cold calls? Cold calls. Wow. I didn't know any other way to do it at the time. That's awesome. I had started coaching mastery and everything. Man. You know, so I started with the cold calls. Yeah. And so once, you know, like 10 people were, I had 10 students, uh-huh. they actually came back and said, Hey, I have a friend, you know? And so it was word of mouth for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to do any advertising right now? Uh, right now? No. In fact, right now I'm so full. Gosh. I'm the only coach I have at the moment Yeah. <laughs> in my business. So yeah. I am so full right now that I, I, um, yeah. Do you feel like you could, um, do you want to hire people underneath you to do some of the work? Yes, I do. But I also, you know, it's hard to figure out how to vet people Yeah. to do that. Yeah. You know, um, 
because you have to have a certain, first of all, knowledge level, sure. a certain patience, Yeah. you know, and you also have to have the ability to ask very good questions. Okay. You know, yeah. and you only learn that after teaching for a while. Yeah. You wow. know. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I have my, one of my, Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was saying that's amazing. You just started making cold calls. I love your, your initiative. Go, go, go yeah. ahead. What were we going to say? Um, my brother wants me to hire, you know, some of his friends. Uh-huh. I keep saying, no, no, wait a minute. Yeah. Sure. I'm going to build this business first. Yeah. And then I will determine how to best go about vetting people to be coaches yeah. within my business. That's awesome. You need somebody, obviously, it sounds like you need, you know, for the Lego side, you need somebody with patience for this. You need patience too. Yeah. <laughs> so you just need, you put an ad out. Are you patient? Come talk to me. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Wow. So you have four things going on. Um, and this is all another thing I wanted to chat with you about and just get your thoughts on it because typically in business, people are starting a business and they have all these different ideas. Like I could do this and this, and I'm kind of interested in this too. We usually say, you know, kind of just focus on one and, and get one started and then move on to the next. And you, I guess you've kind of done that, but none of those have dropped off or you're still doing all four. How do you manage all of that? And then, yeah, so start there. How do you manage all four things? Well, first, um, my teaching at the University at Liberty is virtual. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have, you know, a set schedule as to when I'm teaching and that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Okay. So that helps. The other thing is with my two businesses, I use Dan Miller's 20 hours a week model. Mm, yep. Okay. And so I do... Uh, color blocking on my time blocking on my calendar. Oh, nice. So I know what days I'm doing what things. So for example, my coaching business, I devote Monday and Tuesday to my coaching business. Nice. You know, and I teach Wednesday through Friday. Uh Okay. And then I, I do all the administrative stuff for my teaching on Saturday and I do Legos on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then tutoring just gets in there. I have yeah. I have five tutoring students that are long-term tutoring students. Okay. 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 So I they just get in there at certain periods yeah. during the day. When you ever so, man, you have to be very scheduled and yes. organized to be able to do what you do. That's incredible. How many hours a week do you think you work? Uh actually I so I I did um 128 hours. Whoa. Oh my goodness. Um, last semester. Oh my week. goodness. 120 hours a week. Now, part of yeah. that, you're just hang, hanging out and playing Legos and having fun and you're still getting paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you sit, when you sit down and do Legos, how long do you go? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> sometimes I will go nine hours at a time. Oh my goodness. That's yeah. incredible. It, it, it's, I just lose track. That's so cool. You know, the creative juices just flow. This is every kid's dream to be able to, you know, the, to get paid to build Legos. That's so neat. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. I wow. mean, do you think there's a, a course? Fun. Is there a course there for Lego lovers? Um, how to have your own Lego building business? Obviously, there's more than just taking it, you know, I, what we're doing right now. My son will be five next on Sunday. 
So we're pulling out the sets and we're looking in the book and there's nothing creative about that right now. I mean, well, right. he'll, he'll play creatively with what we've built, but we're following instructions. Um, right. Yours is a whole different level. Um, but do you think you could teach somebody to do what you're doing and have a, a business like that? You know, I probably could. I know there's a lot of people on um, YouTube that mm-hmm. teach how to build different aspects of houses and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I could build it if I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really wanted to. Yeah. You know, you don't so. have any extra time for that. No, no. <laughs> Something would have to drop off. <laughs> yeah. And I just enjoyed the whole process of yeah. building. Yeah. Wow. What's your, uh, of the four things you have going on, do you have a favorite that, is one of your, or do you like having all those different things going on? Cause it breaks it up. I like having the different things going yeah. on, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause I can, if I'm having a tough time in one, I can look build some Legos. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sounds like that's therapeutic for you. You're able to like, Hey, I want to take a break. It's almost, is it, um, do you have to engage your mind very much when you're building Legos or can you just build kind of mindlessly and just, is it relaxing? Um, most of the time I can build mindlessly. That's awesome. But when someone has come in with a very specific palette of yeah. colors and that kind of thing, then I have to engage my mind a little bit more. Yeah. Try to figure out, okay, how do I do this and this? Yeah. That kind I of think it would be hard. It's like trying to decide what bricks to buy. Like where, where do you even buy your Lego bricks that when you, you're not buying sets, you're literally buying, I need a hundred of red and a hundred and blue. Well, I actually do two things. First of all, there is a site called Bricklink. Okay. Bricklink. Yes, I've heard of that. Yeah. And it has people who sell Legos all over the world. Yeah. Okay. So I can go on there and if I need a thousand, you know, sand green Legos of a certain kind, I can just go on there and go to a particular store and order that. Nice. But also, I go to um, not the Salvation Army. What's the other con? Like Goodwill um, or Goodwill. Uh-huh. I go to Goodwill, and there are a lot of people who just give away their Legos to Goodwill. So I go to Goodwill and look in the boxes. That's awesome. Many times there are brand new bricks in the boxes. They're still in the plastic. No way! Wow. Yeah. So I, I, I'm rummaging through boxes at Goodwills and I will buy entire boxes. That's cool. Yeah. That's incredible. I love this business model. Wow. Okay. So with, um, you were, I, I was, um, or I saw that you were on a Dan Warheide's podcast, uh, pro growth podcast, and you were talking about the approach for narrowing down ideas. So how would you, what is your approach for that? When somebody feels like they have multiple interests, like you do. Mm-hmm. And are wondering like, gosh, how do I decide which one to do? Cause I like all these things and you're, and they're going to love listening to this because you've essentially freed them up to be able to think, whoa, maybe I could do all of them. Maybe not start them all at the same time. I don't know. But what is your process for narrowing down those ideas? Well, you know, the, the first process, the first step in the process is to figure out what do I really want to do? Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you write those down and you, and that for me, that came to four things, teach, tutor, build Legos and coach. That's awesome. Okay. And so then I decided, well, first then 
what is the one of those four things that, because it was four for me. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the one of those four things that would be a sustained process, a sustained business that's scalable? And coaching rose to the top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I knew I was always going to keep my teaching as mm-hmm. a job because mm-hmm. I love it so much. It's mm, awesome. Okay. So coaching was the next thing. So that's why I said, okay. So I just kept doing the next right step in Ooh, the, the coaching right business. Yes. Okay. And as I built coaching, I found that I needed downtime. Yeah. You know, well, the next level thing was the Legos. Yeah. I never stopped doing the Legos, but I knew I needed more time to do that as well. Yeah. So then I just started, I actually took um, some challenges by Teresa McCloy mm-hmm. that helps you figure out your time ca- in your calendar. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, went through that and was able to come up with a calendar that allowed okay. me to do all four things that I love. Wow. Gosh, um, on this um, episode here, I'm just looking at this because it was really helpful for me in preparing for this. Um, I don't know if it's Dan or Elizabeth that wrote this on their podcast that they did with you, but uh, well, sometimes it can be hard to narrow down business ideas and we can put pressure on ourselves to find the one right thing for us. But what if the right work plan for you isn't just one thing, but a few different businesses where you can pursue multiple ideas? and use a variety of different skills and abilities. You've proven that that's possible. Do you think it takes a special person to be able to do that? Like, are you different than most people being able to schedule the time? Or do you feel like, or I guess, tell me like, you know, if you're, if you're talking to somebody that wants to do, that have several interests like you um, and they want to do them all, what's your advice? If you already had the Legos going um, and you already had the teaching going and you were already doing tutoring, so what about that person that has their, they haven't started a business yet, but they have several different interests. What would you, how would you help them decide um, like which one to, which one to start first and in how to dabble in these things without, you know, taking up too much time and, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I do know what you're saying. And one of the first things that I ask people um, is what is the one thing you know you can do? Mm-hmm. And you can keep it going mm. for years yeah. that you're not going to get tired of. Yeah. Okay. Usually people can come up with two or three different things. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, okay, now is there one that requires less of your mind space uh-huh. than another? Yep. Someone, you know, people think about that and they say, okay, yeah, I can figure that out. Well, why don't you try? Both of those, one that takes less of your mind space and one that you know that you can do and sustain and build a business with. Yeah. Okay. And that's really the way I started with the the two coaching and the Legos. Yeah. Okay. Because the Legos was the downtime with less mind space Mm -hmm. and the coaching was high mind space. Yes. You know, all of that. Yeah. And so that's really how I started it. Yeah. Okay. And so I asked people to, if they want to do multiple things to start out with the two things, one with a high mind space, one with a low mind. Yeah, space. that's good advice. I'm just taking notes here. High mind space versus low mind space. 
Then you don't get burned out. That's right. <laughs> you know, if, it's, if you had to start over on the Lego business, start over fresh right now. Well, how would you get started to get your to build it not not as a hobby, but as a as a business to build it to where you are now? What would be one of your what would be that first step? Because there's a lot of people that are like, man, that sounds so cool. Now I don't like Legos, but I'm really good at this over here, and I'd love to turn this into a business. But you know what's that advice for them starting somebody who's starting from ground zero right now? First thing, are there any um, free or yeah, just free um, like if you were doing uh, so someone in the egos that builds roller coasters, wooden Mm -hmm. roller coasters. Okay. Okay. So I would say, is there any free building roller coaster contests anywhere in your area? Like in, in Nashville, the Na- the public library has this contest. Okay. And it has different age groups. Okay. Go to the contest in you know, insert something, build something. Yep. People will follow you. That's right. Because you okay. on those contests, I imagine there's gonna be a place where it'll say it's built by Colleen exactly. Law. Here's the website or email or phone number. That's right. Mm. So that's be the way you start. So yeah, is there a, okay? So for you, let's say the Legos, you're starting over fresh from the Legos. Would you? Is there a contest around that you know? Or yeah. um, there are you, lots of contests as well right. as lots of places where you can just sort of show what you have built. Yeah, and it's all around the country. You just have yeah. to be good at finding them on the internet. Yeah, you know, and then go there. Yeah. What if there's not a contest? Let's say there's, I mean, I'm sure you can find something, but let's just make it a little bit harder. Let's say there's no contest. Um, I have some ideas. I want to see what you would say too, because there's probably lots of really good ideas for this, but what would you do? There's no contest around for Lego building. How are you going to get your business started? Well, you know, first of all, I build certain things. Uh-huh. And then there's these people in the Lego community called MOCers, my own creations. Okay. Okay. Connect with some MOCers. Mm. A lot of them have their own websites. Nice. They will host your pictures of your oh, that's perfect. creation. Perfect. On their websites. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Just to give them ideas and to give other yeah. people ideas. Yes. You know, it's a really friendly community, you know, that's to be awesome. part of. Yeah. You know, um, so you do that. Yes. Also, Get online on different Lego groups. There's one called Adult Fans of Legos. Okay. Okay. Just show pictures. Okay. Of what you've built. People will come to you. How did you do that? Can you do yeah. that for me? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. You just need one, don't you? You need one to kick it off. You just That's get that right. first client and then you post mm-hmm. pictures of that one and or they're going to tell their friends or it's going to be posted in their house and friends are going to come over like, that's amazing. Where'd you get that? Oh, this, I don't even know her, but I found her online. Her name's Colleen and she builds Legos. Yep. And then just starts the ball rolling. Another idea I had is, um, you know, you could go, there's probably, there's millions of things you could probably do, but just find a place where, you know, there's going to be people that would see it. Like maybe, uh, your local state fair, like a volunteer, hey, contact them and say, let me, I'll build it for free. It doesn't even cost you anything because it's advertising for you. Yeah. I wouldn't build something that takes you four months, but maybe a few weeks to build and do a really good job. And maybe it's a, I don't know, a, a building that's maybe you're, you're a, 
skyscraper in your city or, um, you know, I don't know, it's something that would be, people would look at and think it's really, really cool and offer it to put on display. Um, you could, yeah, just find a place where people would be and offer to contact those people that are, are a business or just say, can I build, you know, a cop replica of your business for you? Yeah. And you can display it and you can keep it, but you know, I want my name to be there because you know, obviously I'm doing this for advertising purposes. So, yeah. wow, that's so cool. I mean, I've done all of that. That's amazing. You know, and it's just, it's been a lot of fun and yeah. my, my partner, David in Canada, uh, you know, he's just, he does it. He's done it for more years than I have. Wow. How'd you find him? Actually, it was really <laughs> funny. Um, we connected on a Lego board. Okay. Okay. And he was looking for a very specific part that he could not find. Okay. I found it. Oh, wow. And I emailed him. Uh-huh. He's like, I want it. Where do I go to get it? And then he went to the site and he couldn't find it. Okay. He came back to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> and I got all the parts he needed to build this particular train. Okay. And sent it to him. Oh, wow. And he was like, all right. You know, and it, it just so built cool. from there. And he became friends. Yeah. That's so cool. Man, I love this. I love this. You're so fun to talk to. I, I, we could talk for hours. Um, anything else that you're doing or any, uh, what, anything else on your heart that uh, you want to share with folks getting started or, you know, you're, you've been doing lots of podcasts and you're involved in the Eagles group. What are, what's some of the motivational stuff that you tell people? Oh, wow. One of the big things is if you're going to have multiple things that you're doing, uh-huh. you have to work on your mindset. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I came into the Eagles with more of a victim mentality mm. simply because of my background. Sure. Okay. Two weeks into the Eagles and going through the classes and so on and so forth and talking to people like Marianne Renner. Yeah. You know, my mindset changed. I became a person who was okay. I can do this. This is how I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. These are the steps I'm going to take. And I just go through and do those steps. Yes. You know, and that's what I do with everything I do. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, Colleen, do you want to do it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, let's figure out how to do it. What are the steps? Yeah. Okay, write them down. Mm-hmm. Three, can I move through each of those steps? Mm-hmm. Yes. Four, do it. Mm. That's you so know. simple. Yeah, it, it, mm. it's, it's really simple. But the more you believe in yourself, mm-hmm. I believe the more reserve you have to deal with all sorts of things yeah. and therefore do lots of things. Yeah. You know, um, I have found that I have more energy, you know, um, I have more mental ability, you know, to deal with four different things at one time, Mm -hmm. you know, and to uh, deal with the, you know, the the, the vagaries of life, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and I just... I, I just have this knowledge just keeps growing and growing and growing because mm-hmm. I'm reading books and talking to people and doing podcasts and listening yes. to podcasts. And, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's wonderful. So cool. Oh my goodness. Where do people find you if they want to reach out to you about the Legos or if they need uh, 
tutoring with the, their dissertations? Uh, well, if for coaching, it's um, abdcoachingsolutions.com. ABD? Yes. ABD stands for all but dissertation. Okay. And most people in the, in the education community knows what that stands for. Okay. Okay. Uh, if they want to talk about career kind of things, uh-huh. Uh-huh. they can go to um, one. Uh, what is that? I can't even remember it now. All right. You um, can send me the link and I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One balancedbrain.com. That's it. One down. What's that? Sorry. One balanced brain. One balanced brain.com. And with the Legos, you're too booked out anyway, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah. well, I also have some Lego stuff that I built on okay. the One Balance Brain. Oh, cool. I'm building a website that's specifically for. Let me know when you get that done, because I'll put it in the show notes um, okay. for people that listen to this later. Great. Yeah. That's so cool. I love this. this. You're so fun and you're so creative. And I love how you've just turned what most people would call a hobby into a serious business that you're booked out till 2023. (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah. Well, Colleen, thank you so much. You are welcome back anytime you ever, if you ever come up with number five, the fifth thing you're working on, you let me know because then we'll talk about how you're doing it all at that point then. Okay. That's great. (laughs) Well, God bless you. You're just appreciate you. And uh, thanks for all you're doing in the Eagles group. Oh, you're welcome. I love it. All right. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.